Welcome to Parks and Rec episode 127. We've got sevens all around here. Season seven, episode seven. The name of the episode, just seven. No, it's Donna and Joe. And it's all about a whodunit murder mystery at the wedding, as Sean predicted. Like I predicted. Spot on, eerily accurate, almost to the point of I'm worried you've been cheating. Plagiarism. Oh, or plagiarizing as well. This one directed by Ken Whittingham, written by Aishu Mahar. Original air date, February 3rd, 2015. I'm Joey. I'm Haley. I am Sean, and I am present. Sean you is are a gift, in Sean. person. <laughs> this is very exciting. We are far apart, but we wanted to introduce Sean to a restaurant in the neighborhood, DK Maria's. Far apart isn't socially distancing. From far apart. I, I want to make, I wanna make that clear, yes. Because there's still a pandemic going on, Haley. So I don't want listeners being like, wait, why is Sean in person? We're, we're far enough away, but we wanted to introduce him to DK Maria's, which is this fantastic Mexican spot near us. He ordered a big old queso. He didn't have any of it. <laughs> Sean had zero queso. It was, y'all's was bigger. Yeah, that's true. So he ordered a small queso. We also ordered a small queso, but ours was much bigger. Because I think it's it's a different type of queso, and it has, like, some meat in it. And it's supposed to have avocado and, like, pico. But they don't put that in when you order it to go. You have to put it in yourself. And we didn't. So it was just the meat and cheese. And, yeah, Sean just didn't have any of his. He got really full off of his uh, chicken fajita quesadilla. And that's what happened. DK Maria. And now I will not be allowed to leave it here as I leave. Yeah, he will be taking that queso <laughs> home because there is so much queso in our fridge already. Yes, take all of that queso and perhaps a few other things that are in the fridge as well. <laughs> Help empty Have some out chili. said fridge. Perhaps even taking a drink or two with you, which segues almost too perfectly into what are we drinking today? It's almost as if Joey knew I'll what start. he was going to talk about next. I'll start with a beer that Sean provided it's beer for people who like beer no no oh no oh here's a twist in comically blended in writing in this little orange sort of scrawl it's actually it. beer for people who <laughs> don't like beer the don't is scribbled in hard to really see. does blend into the can it's about half the size of the all caps beer for people who like beer Haley is now inspecting the can. Also had a little bit of difficulty seeing it. It is a colorful can, though. It's called Southern Brunch, a citrus shandy from Southern Star Brewing Company. Big old orange. And Sean looked up what a shandy was. On the cover, on the can, with uh, a little Palmetto Bay background with like some pink and green and yellow and all that colorful shandy. Yes, a bounty think, of shandy. I think the definition that we looked up. Well, actually, I think Sean has it. Sean did not look up, but I'll look up now. Oh, did you just guess earlier when you told me? I thought I didn't think I explained what it was. Shandy is a beer mixed with a lemon or a lemon lime flavored beverage. The citrus beverage, often called lemonade, <laughs> <laughs> may or may not be carbonated. <laughs> what? 
You did not read that to me earlier. No. <laughs> I think you guessed. You were like, it's like a fruity, citrusy oh, yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Close. I yeah, get it. I was pretty close. close. That's hilarious. Close enough, <laughs> yeah. may or may not be carbonated. Yeah, so Sean did the exact same thing of people who like beer. No, it says don't. <laughs> it says don't um, like and I beer. tried it, and I don't hate it. But it's not my favorite thing. I mean, I like beer and I like this. I think it's yeah not totally exclusive to but the have-nots. I do agree that it's like not nots. as beery as other beers. Yes, it's, a, on it's f- a beeried piece. Yeah, and on the flip side of that, Sean, what you got? So I am drinking what Hayley advertised. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Sean. Joey calls it trash because it is an IPA, but it's the Squirt Gun IPA, that uh, juicy IPA. And juicy IPAs are really good uh, because they're juicy, and I like them juicy. Uh, it is from where is it from? Real Ale, Wildly Real Ale Brewing Company. I'm not going to stand up right now. Um, <laughs> 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 I know this is Haley's family, family members' favorite portions of the podcast. I was telling them how. Uh, <laughs> I was talking about our podcast with my mom recently, and she was like, you know what Joey talks about a lot is Sean's dick. And I was like, yeah, he does get into that. Um, I did not say anything And this then time. Joey said, mmm. Sean just, so now Sean's, now Sean just Sean's jumped going right into it. it. Sean cannonballed in, or perhaps yeah. pogoed in. More yes. of an accurate. But squirt gun, yes. A squirt gun, juicy IPA. 6.8 alcohol by volume. You know what that almost is, Sean? Oh, 69? pegged is what I was trying to think of. Getting pegged? What? No, that nothing. Because <laughs> Joey said pogoed, and I was going to say pegged. Maybe we're more in a boxcar because we have gone fully off the rails. Yeah. And are now solving mysteries. So Sean got that squirt gun. Joey's got some kind of something. What is a brunch? And I had... A Southern brunch. Remember a, how you were talking in a, a Southern, southern accent? Southern brunch, guys. I was in a Southern accent before we started. Um, you may hear some some twang entering into my, my voice as I cannot fully break it. Um, I got a pomegranate margarita when I was at DK Maria's, and I got the a large size, and it was it was pretty good. I liked it. I enjoyed it. And now I'm... It was I'm, comically large. Yeah. Well, it wasn't completely full. They did give me like a mm. giant sort of styrofoam, hate styrofoam, but a giant cup, but it was only like four-fifths of the way. It was full. arm height. Yeah, I am showing everybody on my <laughs> arm, but the audience can't see. So it was from, you know, probably like elbow to wrist, bottom yay of to, wrist. Yay to yay. There, yay yeah. to yeah. yeah. Um, and that's how tall it was. I don't know, like a thirty-two ounce, like a like a small Sweetums. Yeah, but it wasn't fully full. Like they made it in a glass. I watched the woman make it. She put it in a glass and then she poured it into that and then she topped it off a little bit. She's so. very nervous being watched. No, she by a she didn't care freak. at all. Um, thanks. I guess you're welcome. Yeah, but now I'm having a truly hmm. to wash. Not wash it away because it was delicious, <laughs> but you know, wash just it back keep up. The party started. I mean, going <laughs> all right. And we did have a lot of partying in this episode Fact. via Donna, Joe, twenty-eight Meagles, and the rest of the Pawnee cast and crew. Actually, it might have even been more than twenty-eight. I think she said twenty-eight cousins, right? Something like that. And speaking of parties, Ooh. happy belated birthday, Danny. Happy, yeah, happy belated birthday, Danny. I, I shotgun beers when nobody else was shotgunning for the hell of it. Nobody told me to do it. 
I just started shotgunning beers. And then Sean All wrote for a bowl. You, Danny. I did not write a bowl. Oh. And happy early birthday, Haley. We'll throw that in. Well, we'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there eventually. But we first, we got to get through me. trivia. Okay. Haley has dominated trivia four to two. Really not dominated. I don't know it's if that's a close. domination. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got double the, double the score Sean has. like I lost in six, but it's not over. No, it is not over. We still have half of the season left, Sean, so you can come back and win that prize to be determined at a later date. Mm. As a reminder, I'll ask each of you three questions. If you don't know the answer, just, I mean, just guess something. Oh, boy. Just guess something. Yeah, guess something. And then the other one of you will try and steal the answer. Perform a little thievery, a little robbing. Yeah, we were watching the chase recently. A little taken, yes. And there was a couple questions that it was like, "What's the what, 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 what?" And it was like, "Guess something before you pass." Like, if it's something that you can actually fathomably guess, then say something. Don't just say pass. It doesn't. If you get it wrong, it's not more wrong than passing. It's the same amount of X. Yes, it was something like that had a finite. Like right. what president did X? You could easily Which just name a president. Which ocean was this in? Like yeah. pick an ocean and say it. Yeah. I understand if you pass on something crazy. Like I'm absolutely about that pass. Sean and I were actually talking about this earlier with heads up of like, if oh, yeah. you fully don't know who it is and you're trying to clue someone, pass immediately. But if it's something that's finite, give a guess. Come on. Dick Grayson. That's well, it. That's Sean's first answer, in fact. So he's up <laughs> one to nothing. It. Haley, your first question. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm first. Well, no, Sean just got his answer. Oh, yeah. damn it. Okay. No. Sean, your first question. The Meagles have played a particular board game where the last four times they've played it, they've ended up in the hospital. What is that game? Oh, shit. I don't remember this. Was this at the beginning of the episode? You know what? I'm going to retract the word board from that just game uh, still <laughs> um well y'all said always give a guess don't not give a guess we have games so from my list of games <laughs> sean's answer head, is pass my answer will be taboo where's that taboo buzzer <laughs> that was Haley's mouth but pretty good thank you should be a foley artist Haley for the steal uh, you know I want to say Pictionary, but I kind of feel like it's charades. But I'm going to go Pictionary. Pictionary is correct, Haley. Yeah. With the quick one to zero lead. Let's see if there's, she can keep still time for old Sean. Uncle so Momentum going down that hill. Haley, your first question. Also game related. Mm. What video game do we hear two of Donna's cousins arguing about? One of them unplugged the other one right when he was about to hit the high score. We've all been there. What game was it? Can I have the system? You cannot. Damn it. I don't remember. Does Sean know? He doesn't know yet. He's thinking about it. He's trying to know. Um, shit. I feel like I heard it and didn't really know what it was. Like it wasn't a game I had played. I'm going to guess Fast Break, which I don't even know if that's a game. That is incorrect. Sean. It's, it's a game that has a high score. Mm-hmm. And so, what games have they were playing? Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Maria's. They were not playing Donkey Kong. The game is one Haley has most certainly played. It's Dig Dug. Oh, it was Dig Dug, and I do like that game, and I have played it recently. Sean, your second question. You're done. One to nothing here. 
Instead of passive aggressive, Andy says there should be some other term for that. What does he come up with? God dang it. Oh, man, this was a funny segment. Because he was talking about the Migo family, like they were passive, but also gr- aggressive, and there should be a term for that. Did he say it was nice mean? I'll allow it. Nicey meanie. Yeah. But I knew the real one. Yeah, but that's close enough. Yeah, uh, he got the core. He got the core of the two words. Yes. I, I will allow it. Haley, your second question. Significantly easier. Doubt it. So you should get it right. Significantly easier than nicey meanie. Who did Leslie <laughs> Who did Leslie call 100 times while drunk? I don't fucking know. I think nicey meanie was significantly easier. She called 100 times while drunk. Oh, do you know the name on the other end? No. Did she say the name? No, but it's said several times oh, in the song. I don't really know the song that well. I only know the numbers oh, for the song. Tommy Two-Tone. What? Sean, do you know the, the name of that song? The A675309? No, no, she called a number. She didn't call a song. She called no, a phone you get number. The, you get the point. I'm the asking point is yours. Yeah. Thank you. Also, you said 687, but we'll allow it. What is the actual number? 8675309. That's what I said. No, I don't know who's in the other line on the song. And it does actually. The official title is 8675309, parentheses, Jenny, which there is the go. gal that he's Jen calling. Jen Bartlett. And the poor woman that actually had that phone number getting all these calls from Tommy Two-Tone fans just But now just nobody can to... have that number anymore. No. Yeah, now you got to throw in an area it's code. Banned. It's barred. Now you got to throw in like 832. No, that, they like took that number 8, off. 8675309 extension 1412 password. All right, what's the 2569. Sean, your third question. What is the church made from? Ron is having a discussion with I believe the the pastor or maybe the building architect or something. I don't think it's ever determined where it is. And he said it's made from blank imported from where? Oh no. It's limestone. Correct. Imported from Do I need this? Oh. No, I'm just saying if you wanna In, no, get get a little uh, bonus point. It's somewhere here. in the US. From Mesquite, Texas. Michigan? Incorrect. Haley correct with the Michigan. Nice. But limestone was the only point, so yeah. it's fine. Haley, your third question. Don't mess up. You need to get I this mean, right try. for the chance to win. Wait, what is the score? It's two to two. No. Yes? It's two to two. Couldn't be. <laughs> then who? It is. I know. Haley, your second question. What album was written about no. Donna? You fucker. And here's a little here's a little did you notice Andy talks about this same <sighs> album when he's lines. talking about where he got his hat from in an episode earlier in the show. That's not helpful in any way. You can just name the band and get I'm points. sorry, Limestone and Michigan. Meanie nicey. Come on now. <laughs> now I have to name an album of something? I can't even name an album. <laughs> I don't even need a gun. Um <laughs> Much, much less enough to necessitate a rack. Um, I literally don't know, and I remember the scene happening. Sidestep. 
That is incorrect. Sean, for the chance to steal, can you name the album or band name? No. Uh, it was Andy introducing it. So it was a Pink Floyd album. Andy did not introduce it. Oh, it was Joe? <laughs> uh, it was not Pink Floyd. It was the album Vitalogy from Pearl Jam. Oh, yeah. Fucking he, Pearl Jam. He did Jam. say Pearl Jam. I do remember that. I don't know that. I don't know what's on that album, but I, I have it's heard of Pearl Jam. Is Probably, that right? No, I actually looked this up. <laughs> Better Man is uh, on there as Better well Man. as Immortality and others that I don't remember. Which one's Immortality? I don't know. It's just okay, one of their great. singles. We're going over this. I don't know that many Pearl Jam. We tied. about six of them. Twice. And most of them are from 10. Their debut album named after album Mookie named Blaylock. Yeah. 10? It was supposed to be Mookie Blaylock, but then... Or that was the name of the band originally. It was Mookie Blaylock because they were big Atlanta Hawks fans. I think so. But then there was... Uh, but then uh, they changed. They were like, name. we don't want to name it after a real person. I don't know the yeah. whole details and then of they it. Just but did his number as we could do like Gnarls something Barkley. like that. That's yeah, interesting. you can mix it up. Mookie spelled like M U K K Spooky Blake. Spooky Blake. Oh, starting a band named Spooky Blake. I guess we'll have to do some sort of bonus question here. This one will be a buzz in. Oh my god! I'm gonna. I'm going to impromptu come up with one here. Yeah. Oh boy. Based on it, yeah. Sean will Sean's say, oh boy. Buzzing. Haley will say, bzz. <laughs> yeah. What is the name of Ooh. Donna's hairdresser? Shit. It's two syllables. It's on my, like, I, I, I got it somewhere in my head. Now I'm going to. So he, so for listeners, I'm just you know covering myself. He's Asian, and so <laughs> when I when I guess a name, I'm not being racist. I'm just trying to think of it. It's not Inspector Lee or anything like that. Like <laughs> Detective Carter. <laughs> oh boy, Sean. Was it like Tony Kim? No. That is incorrect. Haley, for the chance I don't know to it swipe yet. it. Otherwise, we're going to end in a tie here because I don't have another tiebreaker. Even getting to six trivia questions I'm interested, but not right. I don't have the time right now. Actually, no. I do have a, I do have a backup tiebreaker. I, I keep wanting to say tsunami, but I know it's not that. But I feel like it's something like sort of in that realm. Uh, I don't know. Tobias. You were... Pretty close with Tsunami. It was Typhoon. Damn it. I knew I was like close. I, I knew it was a T and I knew I was close, but I couldn't think of what Shout could go there Typhoon together. Lagoon in Florida. I don't know if it still exists, but a very fun water park when I was a child. They had one of those wave pools. Oh, yeah. And you know those are great. You drown in them. I was, I was so stunned. I was out like, I mean, I was probably like five feet tall at this point. I was like 12 <laughs> or 13. And I was four feet into the water and was like this is wild <laughs> and there were people so far out like yeah. they had to have been like 15 feet out so i don't know how they did it you were just a baby yeah they were just specks on the horizon all right here's your second tiebreaker please one of you get this because i don't I mean... have another tiebreaker ben wyatt whilst no. very drunk gives a speech to everyone says joe and donna you're great probably donna and joe he probably addresses donna first then the rest oh. of the audience, you're great. Wedding's going to be amazing. All that good stuff. He says, let's get some music on. Let's get some dancing going. 
Then a song starts playing. What song starts playing? I will also follow this up by saying I said the name of this song as it started playing. I mean, I'm sure you did, but you say a lot of the names of a lot of songs. Is it the... I I remember them dancing. I don't remember the song. Is it the, the Moves Out of Sight song? Uh, I mean, yes. <laughs> what is that song? Like things go right. That song, I don't remember. I, I'm trying to remember what song came on because we're very. Nobody was dancing, and people started dancing. Yeah, so they made it happen. Ben made it happen. We don't know. I mean, that's as close as we know. <laughs> it takes two. That is correct, Sean. <laughs> Sean with the correct oh, answer. Oh, shit, because he said two. it takes two, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what? The movie from the 90s? Damn it. Yeah, I did my. It takes I played two myself. By Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock. <laughs> Sean with the come from behind victory. I mean, kind. I don't know. He was, I mean, it was tied the whole nice time. Nicey meanie. Yeah. No, I said nice mean. Yeah, he was down 0-1 and then 1-2, so he gets the 3-2 victory. Brilliant work from Sean, and now keep it going. Certainly kicked my butt. By recapping, what happened this episode? This episode, there was not a murder, as I predicted in the previous episode. Well, But did you kind of think at the end there might have been, when Andy came in to introduce some drama? Oh, yeah. Drama. I was like, could this Somebody dead upstairs. It did kind of feel like it was maybe about to be some dinner theater. Um, and so Donna has selected April to be her maid of honor, which I thought was weird. Um, cause I, I'd never seen them that cool before. Uh, I but then like, I feel like the last time we had an April and Donna storyline, wasn't it when she left a faux Yelp review? <laughs> yeah. Complaining about <laughs> Donna leaving work early. And now she's her matron of honor. As we learned, because she's married. April is married, so she'd be a matron. Matron of, of honor, not a maid. Sorry. Look at all these old... No, I mean, they call her a maid of honor the whole episode, so Parks and Rec didn't do their homework there either. So yeah, the main plot is Donna getting married. There's also the plot of Ron messing up, because Tom is talking to Ron. He's like, I love Lucy, even though they just started dating again. I love Lucy. Great show. <laughs> But he's like just talking to him like, yeah, she's great. Like, uh, I could marry her tomorrow. He just said that in passing, not that he was going to propose tomorrow, but that's how much, you know, he's all in on this relationship. Tom, uh, Ron, I don't say Tom, but Ron went and told Lucy this and made Lucy freak out. And so Tom's all mad at Ron. Like, what? Why did you tell her that? Um, and so, you know, Ron, <laughs> what was the quote? Did you write it down? Like, Tom wanted to tell Ron something. Oh, you want to hear about uh, how I feel about Lucy? And Ron said no. His answer was no. <laughs> it was he said, "Guess what? Uh, guess what I got her? Like, guess what gift I got her?" And Ron is just like, "No." <laughs> that was great. <laughs> he got it. Tom got her a matching dress to his blue suede suit. Not blue suede shoes. Blue suede suit. Um. So yeah, Ron messes up and uh which is rare uh he talked too much which is rare um so lucy's kind of freaking out and then tom goes and threatens not to give him any food unless he fixes it and so (laughs) ron tries to go fix it and talks about (laughs) (laughs) 
them having kids divulges more information <laughs> yeah. on a private island and oh, she's no. like kids plural <laughs> and tom's listening and he's like just freaking out in the background <laughs> it was uh, that was funny um so the end of this plot i don't know why i'm just going through because this is just you know you know a little piece it. and so uh ron no ron tom and lucy we're at the wedding trying to pick whatever seat, but they are being both being weird about it because now things are awkward because of all of Ron's fault. While Ron was discussing how the church was built and the limestone from Michigan, he saw them being weird. And so he went and sat next to them and said, one of our one of our quotes of the episode oh, no. <laughs> here, where he said, I couldn't help but notice from afar that you're both acting like weirdos. <laughs> he uh, pretty much tells them, gives them a pep talk saying y'all are, y'all are great for each other. And stop being weird. And so, and then Lucy puts her head on Tom's shoulder. Pretty it much says that she's just using him to get free dresses. Mm-hmm. He's fine with that. Yeah, he says, "Oh, okay." Um, the other plot is oh, so we had a special guest appearance from another SNL cast member, and Rachel Dratch. She is uh, Ben and Leslie's nanny. She doesn't seem good at the job, though. So I don't really understand because they're like, like "We love you Roz. so much. You're great. I love you more than Ben." Is what Leslie tells her. Just give her a pep talk. She's like so frazzled and doesn't seem to know what she's doing, and seems very overwhelmed by everything that happens. I would too. Right, but you would think like, why do they love I her so much? Nanny. Yeah, even more than Ben. Like, there's got to be. Apparently, yeah, she's watched the kids multiple times. Yeah. Um. <laughs> They have three boys. Some three... shit went down. No, I think they have a girl. Oh, two. they have three children. Yeah. Um, and Leslie does not call them children. She calls them monsters, which was funny. And they, uh, they're they just wrecking havoc. But apparently that's normal to Ben and Leslie because they're not freaking out. You know, Richard Dratches. At one point, there was a bunch of t- ties in the toilet. Yeah. She was like, <laughs> two of your kids are showering fully in their pajamas. And Ben, most of your ties are in the toilet. That's just an update of what's happening. And then she like runs off frazzled. I feel like every character that she plays on any TV show outside of like movies and SNL that she's been in, she's always just a frazzled individual. Yeah, her Broad City character of Linda Lodi Lodi, is always just haggard. Oh, no. Um, (laughs) She plays them well, though. She's a good good, uh, Debbie Downer. Debbie Downer. So yeah, Leslie and Ben, they have a nanny for the night because they're about to go to the rehearsal dinner and get wasted. Um, but before they leave, uh, Jen Barkley is blowing up her uh, Ben's phone. They're not answering because uh, I guess she calls them often. Yeah, apparently she calls Leslie a lot to ask Leslie to run for office. And so yeah, she's calling and the whole time it's played by Catherine Hahn who's and uh, in WandaVision, I'm not going to spoil anything, but she's in it a lot every episode. <laughs> um, and so now every time I see her, I don't see Jen Barkley now. I see the lady from WandaVision. Um, she's, uh, she calls. They don't answer. So, like, I guess 20, 20 minutes later, there's a ring doorbell. And it's her. And she just walks in. And so you, they're like, why are you here? <laughs> like, well, you weren't answering my phone calls. And so I decided to come on over. Pawnee's not that big. Um, so 
Yeah, she's like, what are you guys doing tonight? <laughs> um, she was also my favorite character because uh, she was freaked out by the kids running around. Like, what are these? What are these animals running through? Did you see that? That one was so big. <laughs> like, there were wild animals running through the house. Um, she is there not to offer less, let, help Leslie run for a uh, Congress person seat, but Ben Wyatt. And she's already like started the campaign, like the slogans and the, what the pictures would look like, like his uh, his portraits. She already has that plugged in. Um, and he's like, why? Why do you want me? Because apparently uh, the congressperson of Pawnee, Indiana in the 10th district, which Joy found out they used the 10th district because there's only nine districts in Indiana. Um, apparently he's terrible. And uh, Ben could easily defeat him. So Ben's confused. He doesn't know what he want to do it or not. They go to the dinner. It's all he's thinking about. Leslie wants him to run. She's all for it. But she's like, I'm going to be neutral. <laughs> and here's the plan. Tonight, let's act like you're going to run. And then tomorrow, let's act like you're not going to run it. And we'll see which one feels better. That's but it. Yeah, that's she, the advice like, she gives. She super wants him to do it. Yeah, she wants him. She's not neutral at all. Uh, she wants him to run. She's not Switzerland. Nope. But their flag is a big plus. Anyways, <laughs> and so at, they get drunk uh, at this rehearsal dinner, which we found out was a rehearsal dinner. We were questioning, like, why are all these people together? It's a rehearsal dinner. Even though all these people aren't in the wedding. Yeah, not all of them have to be at the rehearsal dinner, but they are. Yeah, everybody. The entire entire Mego clan. Ben, ben and Leslie. Leslie. They get, get drunk. drunk. Because they have three kids and one sip of wine gets them drunk. Yeah, so they get really drunk and Ben decides, I'm going to give a toast. And Leslie's like, that's a great idea. She's egging on the drunkness. She's she super ready. Yeah, she didn't, he didn't get say, <laughs> he didn't say Baba Boy this episode. I was waiting for Baba that. Baba Boy. But uh, he gets a toast and it was great. Um, it didn't, it didn't slur his words. He struggled to he say could, confidence yeah, yeah, he couldn't say confident <laughs> <After> <laughs> condefent beforehand he was really condefent about his toast yeah because she was no no he was condefent i said condefent <laughs> but he gave a great toast and donna and uh joe loved it even though um april had i think question like do you want me to get them off the dance floor she's like no i love it and so um i guess and what we don't see is them Calling Jen Barkley four times, saying <coughs> that they were in. And eight, six, seven, five, six, nine, a hundred times, apparently. <laughs> and Jen Barkley came and played back a voicemail that they left, and it didn't. She was cl- like, "Not only did you call me, but you gave me very specific <laughs> policy opinions and stances." Yeah, on education and uh, and finance. I'm coming strong on education. <laughs> yeah, like he was. And so they're hungover at, I guess JJ's. New JJ's? I don't even remember that scene. They're somewhere, and, and like they look terrible. So oh looks... yeah, they're yeah probably at JJ's. <laughs> Jen walks in and like, uh, y'all should have got a corner booth because y'all look like a mess. I didn't think they looked that bad though. Yeah, but they yeah. look. I mean, they <laughs> they looked hungover. Yeah, a little bit. I thought Amy looked pretty good. Leslie, I thought they both looked fine. So they thought that Jen went ahead without their permission. Without them calling mm-hmm. her first. She's like, no, y'all call me. <laughs> and so I got it started. And so now it's official. And uh, she's like, you could back out, but it might ruin your career. It might not, but it, it probably will. 
And then do we have her? Oh, wait, I didn't save the quote. As she leaves, she says, I'm going to go do exactly what I want to do today because I don't have kids. And I think we can all attest to that. Sean well, you have dogs. Evil laugh. You have to get home to your dogs and let them out. We do, but they're... Well, the one... The, <laughs> the one, one can, the can one. be fine with not going out. I think the boy, because pretty much as soon as we got him is when everything shut down because of COVID. Actually, by the time this episode airs, it will just have been his adoptiversary. And he's our little guy. And yeah, so we had him. And then Joey was working from home, I think, for a few days. And then the next week, both of our offices shut down because of COVID. And we've been working from home ever since. So he's never known a life with us that wasn't one or both of us home at all times. Um, and also my sister. So he very rarely has to be home alone. And I definitely think that he doesn't understand that life. Whereas Frank's would be like, oh, it's been a while, but I get it. <laughs> yeah, I had to leave Frank's home one time when our band played a show in like Brownsville, Texas, which is basically Mexico. Imagine whatever city you're in right now, a middle of nowhere place five and a half hours away from you. That's what we had to do. And then... I was like, I got to drive back this same night because I need to get home to my doge. And she had been in a crate for probably Hello, close to 24 baby. hours. I know. Small oh, no. Angel. I know. I know. It was terrible. I felt awful about it because I thought we were leaving later than we were. I thought I had more time with her. Mm-hmm. But she got she was out. Okay. She peed. She was real excited to pee. And then she came to bed. As she always is. And then I think I had to wake up early the next morning for something else, for work. To run or a marathon or something. To run a marathon the next day. I brought her with me. That's not true. She ran for one twenty-fourth of a mile and then said, no, thank no, you. No, did you I have to run? You ran the race? Like, you had to come home, let her out, said, all right, I got to leave you again. I run. think I had to, I think it was a, a Relay for Life event that I was helping staff for work. I don't think I had to oh, actually maybe. run it, but maybe I did. I don't know. Could have been a run for the water that I was doing, a little 5K action. Yeah, probably, because you had to be at those at like 5 a.m. Hmm. 4 a.m. No, later. 5.30 Later than that, like 7. Oh, man. No. I yeah. just realized another anniversary. When this, when this podcast airs, it will also be my anniversary of being allowed to drink again. Hey! So just remember, kids, That's do true. not drink and drive. Like, yeah. on my birthday, your, pretty much. <laughs> your birthday was the first time I was, like, going to go see friends and alcohol and enjoy it. Uh, don't go to Taco Bell at 4 a.m. Waste yeah. it for your birthday. Just chill. Just yeah, stay just stay home, home. And chill. I mean, I used so much DoorDash over the past year. Learned my lesson. Now my bank account is learning it as well. <laughs> <laughs> but how many of those sweet, sweet McDonald's cookies have you had? Oh, too many. Excellent. So much stomach pain. Guys, Joey got two containers of double stuffed Oreos the other day. Because <laughs> of the freeze. Yeah, the freeze. Yeah, there was like not a lot of groceries. And he was like, all right, you weren't there's on, Oreos. Yeah, you weren't on the battlefield out there. Are you fucking kidding <laughs> me? Randall's. I went to the grocery store before, like shortly before the freeze happened and one day during it. So don't tell me that I wasn't on the battlefield because there were zero parking spots and zero grocery cards available when I went to the grocery store the first time and got us groceries that got us through that. So you better check yourself, friend. Before you wreck yourself. The Parson Wreck. 
The Oreos <laughs> very much got us there. <laughs> the Oreos were too. pretty much after everything had already resolved. Pretty they much. Were not. Pretty much. No. Pretty much. Incorrect. That was two days after I went to the grocery store when it was snowing outside. Incorrect. Sean, please continue. So at the wedding the next day, uh, Ben and Leslie are out by the car. He's still undecided about running. He's playing with some zebras in the back of his car. I don't understand what the zebras are there I for. I guess the kids needed the zebras because apparently they like called the nanny and they were like, man, she's going to be mad at us about this. And it's a zebra crisis. I don't know. Apparently they're breaking everything. Like one of the kids bro- bumped into some- something and it broke everything. that They, they all owned. smashed heads all together and <laughs> broke everything in the house is what the Rachel Dash said. Um, so as he's in his trunk, messing with these zebras and they're talking about running doing a campaign he's unsure leslie wants him to do it um, he gets blitzed by the media a bunch of reporters run up say hey ben white we hear that you're running for congress care to comment he's like guys i'm at a wedding and i'm trying to deal with an this actual is a real crisis <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to connect a act- fucking zebra crisis <laughs> solve an actual problem and then he like thinks about it, he's like because because i'm, I'm good at solving problems as the, was he, the city manager? He's like, I've been a city planner, manager, you're right, for five years. And before that, I was, a, I don't know, accountant dude that solved a bunch of problems. He's like, this is what I do. I know how to do this stuff. And you know what? I'm running. He's running for Congress. I'm going to be great. So he's running for Congress. He and just Leslie made up his is mind stoked. Right there. Yeah, she thinks he's super hot. She starts oh, yeah. to make out with him, but then they, she leaves him. Because I'm yeah, like, there's a bunch like, of cameras right super there. super sexy, babe. <laughs> Kisses them and walks away. So the end of that plot, the I kind of touched on April being the matron of honor. Her plot was just making sure everything, because the Meagle family is crazy, but nothing crazy with that, because they, I guess, gave him a pep talk beforehand about how they better stay in line, including Genuine, who uh, had who to get it together. Cry. Yeah, <laughs> he was crying. Um, he was just so anxious. And then... So Greg introduces a special singer guest, and you're like, "Oh, he's gonna sing!" And then, nope, it's just Greg singing. Craig, it's just I always call him Greg. Why isn't his name? You're like Gary. I'm like Gary. Well, I'm actually like everyone else who talks to Gary. But yes, Craig. (laughs) 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 Um, yeah. He sings instead. Genuine's literally like walking out to get the mic. And he's like, oh, okay. I really thought there was going to be a deleted scene or something with him singing, but nope, not at No, they probably didn't pay him enough to sing. He's like, I'm down to do the show. I think he volunteered. Remember whenever he was in the first time, Joey had looked it up and he read about like Genuine just liked the show and wanted to be on it. Oh. And so they like made him a cousin. So I think he was like excited to be on it. I'm on the show. I mean, they probably... I mean, uh, presumably they gave him some money. I don't know. He might have volunteered his time. So so the wedding part. Uh, before the wedding, Donna gave uh, April a bunch of files on her family, including uh, one of her brothers. What was the brother name that can't come? Lavandrius. Lavandrius. I was thinking of uh, Latavius uh, from the NFL. And then whenever you say Latavis, you got to say Martavis, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Who everyone called Martavis. Martavis, (laughs) even though it's just Martavis. Um, Anyways, uh, 
What's his name again? LaShawn. La- Lavandrius. Lavandrius. Everybody can come to the wedding except her younger brother, Lavandrius. She don't want no drama, and she's trusting April to have it in line. And April has it in line. Uh, there's no drama at all. Donna's suspicious of her. Like, how did you pull this off? Uh, we don't she's know. She's a little sad, too. She's like, I kind of did want a little drama, maybe. A little drama. It doesn't feel meagly enough. And you don't really see it. A lot of them, like, oh, Donna does give a uh, a talk to her bridesmaids, to Leslie, April, and I forgot who the third one was, was the first time ever. Michelle. Michelle. Who, who uh, <laughs> they have just such a, such a tapestry, as Leslie notes, of their, their history, past. where they were childhood best friends, I think? Best yeah. friends of childhood, and then she thought her, Michelle thought her man was interested in Donna, so and Donna they stopped being friends. And said she was, but I wouldn't give her the time of yeah. day. And now we're we're friends again, but on a trial basis. And this is your chance to prove yourself. But she also learned how to walk again. Like doctor She's said, like, you'd never walk again. Yeah. So you face some trials in your day. <laughs> so you know how important this is. And Leslie's like, oh, man. <laughs> what the hell happened? Um, and Michelle never speaks. Yeah. She didn't say she didn't open her mouth. She just kind of looked sheepishly. Yeah. And they, they, and they all had a group hug. Um. So yeah, no no drama pops off. Uh, Tom w- wanted Joe to wear a hat, a, a hot pink hat with neon on it. Random. And it this was a deleted scene. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. Because it, was. yeah. it wasn't important enough no, to it was make a, a real episode. A terrible scene, but it was funny. Silly. Um, they both they say their I do's. Um, everybody's in the crowd looking on. You said the bridesmaids were sitting. Okay, yeah. So I did say that the bridal party and I'm including the groomsmen in this, were not positioned the way they would be positioned in a real wedding because they were positioned for the camera because the camera was like where the like minister or priest or whomever would have been. Um, and then like Joe and Donna were right in front of the camera. And then the bridesmaids and groomsmen, groomsmen were like cheated in instead of out because they were in the shot. So they were, instead of being like staggered out um like a v on either side they were more like an a if that makes sense mm-hmm. like they were coming to a, a point rather than uh, going out towards two lines so that you could everybody. get them in the camera and i was like that's not how a real wedding would be because it's a fake wedding what <gasps> donna and joe are my favorite couple oh well, they're married but uh retta <laughs> and yeah that's true donna and joe are married but, but they're not um. <clears throat> uh, wedding goes off without a hitch, and then at the reception, uh, they give a toast to Ben <laughs> for running. Like, why didn't you tell us you're running for Congress? Because uh, he literally just made up his mind that he was running for Congress. He didn't want to take away uh, attention from Donna, but Donna was like, "Do you see me in this dress? You're not taking any attention away from me." Um, and then I guess for the uh, then Tom's like to me I own businesses yeah, and does, land. All, like, all right, cool, bro. <laughs> uh, they um, at the end there's I guess the weddings you know the reception's wrapping up, but then Annie comes running out of nowhere saying, "Surprise! Uh, I found your long lost little brother." And Donna had mentioned to April, like, oh, you did such a great job. I would have liked, you know, a little bit of drama, you know, her family. So, so they ended up finding Latavius, Lavandrius, Lavandrius, and Lavandrius turns out to be played by Quest Love, 
And Questlove brings out an old ass microwave and throws it on the ground and says, <laughs> now there's no popcorn for anybody. None Just- of us are getting popcorn. <laughs> and Donna's like, all right. She had some drama. Oh, and um, she fist bumps April. Yeah, thank you for the drama. They also uh, did uh, something great for Jerry, Larry, and finally Gary. Um, Donna, when doing the seating for the tables and the name tags, had Gary on it. And so in April, trying to be a little B, (laughs) trying to make fun of Gary. Gary. Uh, she's like, "What? Your name's Gary now?" <laughs> Gary. And they're like, "Gary." Gary. And, and he's Donna like, winks. Yeah, and Gary's like, uh, "He's like, I guess, you know, it happens. <laughs> I guess I gotta go by Gary now." But then he says uh, to the camera, "Like, finally, after thirty years, <laughs> after thirty years, I'm, they're finally gonna call me by my real name." Yeah. So Donna hooked him up. Man, Ben, uh, Ben, I thought Ben was Gary's friend, but no, he did Gary wrong. There was a scene (laughs) that was so weird because, yeah, Ben is Gary's friend. Ben wanted to practice, Leslie making Ben practice being a, uh, on the campaign trail and talking to to everybody, finding something, you know, nice to say to everybody. And the first person that came up was Gary and he couldn't find anything to say. Yeah. It was, it was so, like, so mean and unnecessary because le- then Leslie's like, yeah, let's move on. But it's like, no, Ben <laughs> would Ben would absolutely know what to ben say to him. Gary. They friends, secret friends and then public friends. And now nothing. No friends. Now public enemies. Hmm. No, I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that far. <sighs> well, congratulations to the happy couple, Donna and Joe. And what better way to celebrate than with a little top five? We'll be caught up in the top five. Can only hold that note for so long, Haley, while you think of your top five. But will we, though? (laughs) Well, in the meantime, while Haley is thinking of her top five, we mentioned one of the quotes of this episode, but here is a couple other quotes that are all very good as well. Ben with one saying, if I won, when he's talking about running for Congress, if I won, I would be a congressman or woman. Equal rights. <laughs> no, that doesn't apply. He's very flustered. It's pretty cute. And then the other one involving our tiebreaker typhoon that neither one of you knew his name. <sighs> it was so almost close to being Craig there. comes in to let the bridesmaids know that the moment is over. <laughs> They're all hugging. And he goes, moment over. And he has no some news for, for them. No, he just says moment over. Yeah. Even better. And he, Typhoon steps in like, ooh, who's this tall drink of water? And <laughs> Craig goes, Typhoon, I am interested, but now is not the time. Laughs. Yeah. And scene. Haley, number five. After, after much fanfare? We'll say. <laughs> I'm just going to do top five current SNL cast members. And, you know, anything can change in the next week before this airs or next few days. So they were current when I did this list. And I'm sure they still will be. Why are we doing SNL cast members? Uh Oh, because this episode featured a couple SNL cast members. And there's been some other ones, I think, on other episodes. So, you know... 
like there has Amy been. Amy Poehler. Yeah, Amy Poehler obviously on SNL. Rachel Dratch was the guest from star today. as Roz. And even the Questlove connection, Questlove, right. the Roots drumming on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, who was also who often laughed his way through member. many SNL sketches. Yes. So that's why we're just going to go with SNL cast members current day. Because if we did all time, we would just be here all night. Number five. Number five is Keenan Thompson. I like Keenan Thompson a lot. I don't feel like he's always the best. Like, I definitely think that he's, I think he's consistent in that, like, he can bring a sketch up and he's funny, but I don't think he has as much diversity as some other people do as far as like the roles that they play. But I like him in the roles that he does play. And also I've always fucking liked him. Good burger, all that. Like Keenan and Kel. Keenan and Kel. You can't be born in 1991 and not like Keenan Thompson. <laughs> also, he also has a show coming out. Yeah. Yes. A show called Keenan. Keenan is coming out. Like it's on. Here we go. There have Young been Rock episodes. and Keenan. Oh. Here we go. They've filmed at least six as <laughs> of a couple weeks ago. He was on the Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend podcast. Oh, really? And said they filmed six. And All right. I'm going to listen to that episode. Also love when he plays David Ortiz simply because <laughs> he has a hankering for Mofongo. Yeah. So good. Mofongo is real good if you've never had it. Would recommend. I, I understand why he loves it. Has what? What did you just Mofongo. Say? It's a uh, Caribbean dish. Mafungo. Yeah. Mafungo. Mafungo. <laughs> okay. Number four. Number four is Cecily Strong. I also like her a lot. I think she's funny and she plays kind of like quirky characters sometimes, but not too crazy out there. And I like her. I mean, everybody on SNL is crazy out there. Joey's making faces. But I just mean, you'll see the rest. Like, number one is going to be like more crazy. All right, learn a book. Yeah, she's funny. Learn a book. Number three. Number three is A.D. Bryant, who apparently her comedy special that's, I think, on Netflix right now is very good. Right? I don't know. That's what I heard. Uh, she's very funny, too, and I definitely think that she can play a lot of different types of people, a lot of different types of characters, and she just, like, really goes for it, which I think is super important on SNL. Like, some people are hesitant, and some people, like, get in there, and I think she does that very well. Number two! Number two is Kyle Mooney, and lately, where are you, where are you at, Kyle? But, like, all time of his career on SNL... Kyle makes me laugh so much and fucking he just has to move his little shoulders. And I'm like, all right, Kyle Mooney, you got me. I am laughing at you. Poop in your underwear. Let's go. <laughs> I'm going to have to introduce you to his good neighbor stuff, too. I, I, yeah, I like yeah. him. I'm ready. <laughs> move your little shoulders. Number one. Number one is Kate McKinnon. And for someone who's like out there and weird, I definitely think Kate McKinnon is the one that takes the cake on this for current cast members. She will get into any role and she will live it. And she's great on like everything that I've seen her in outside of SNL too, which, yeah, I feel like all these people that I've seen outside of SNL are good as well. But I don't know. She's great. I feel like she plays a lot of good characters. She's been on the show for a while and she still makes me laugh. And that's important. I still remember the first time I saw her on the show. She was with Sofia Vergara 
I believe she was playing Penelope Cruz and was like a late season addition. And the whole thing was about how Sofia Vergara had very easy words to pronounce about the product that they were selling, like a perfume or something. And all of Kate McKinnon's were very difficult, like eight syllable words to describe the product. That's it was very witty. Yeah, she's very good. I think for a while SNL was really overusing her and putting her as well, every character. She was kind of their best which, person yeah, for a while. I know. Or their only person. But there's, I, I like a lot of the newer cast folks. Yeah. No, I do like... There's definitely other people... There was a while where I was like, SNL, kind of not feeling it. But I, I think they got a good crew right now. And they brought on a lot of newer people recently that I'm, I've am i liked. A big old cast now. Yeah, I don't... You know, what I've seen them in, I like. So, here we go. Top five! We were caught up in the top five! I do want to quickly say that I have a an honorable mention, which is uh, Michael Che. But I couldn't put him on my top five because he's only in the news. But every time he talks, I just like love watching him laugh because sometimes he's laughing for seemingly no reason. And I just think he really enjoys what he does. And it makes me laugh that he's laughing at it. Well, we're almost out of here. But first, a little cat category. Cat categories. Now, both of you forgot the classic arcade game, Dick Dug. We didn't forget. Get it existed. Where we you just play failed to remember it. Diglett Dugathin, a small dig like professional little, that little space suit goes. Dude. Yeah, wears a spacesuit, goes underground. Normally, you're seeing spacesuits being launched up into the atmosphere, but this one going underground to blow up some dinosaurs and some red and white monsters. I've never actually looked up what they are. Mm-hmm. Chirpy, chirpy, cheep, cheeps. Sure. But anyway, that leads... I think leads... they're more of dragons than dinosaurs, though, because they shoot fire. Yeah, maybe they're dragons, yeah. Well, fire-breathing dinosaurs. But that brings up a nice sort of niche area that we can explore for categories, which are arcade games. So the only rule here is that there has to be an arcade cabinet that exists of the game that you mention. And I will start with Qbert. Dig Dug. Pac-Man. NBA Jam. Pac-Man Versus. Miss Pac-Man. I was thinking of doing a Miss Pac-Man. Frogger. Jurassic Park. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. NFL Blitz. Tekken. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. Off-Road. Tekken 2. Ugh, I should have said no sequels. (laughs) Sunset Riders. Crazy Taxi. Tekken 3. Cruising, cruising, cruising USA. Oh, (laughs) I was gonna say cruising world. No, Crazy Taxi too. Tetris. I can do it too. Oh, Tetris. (laughs) Let's go with a house on haunted hill. House on haunted Sean Hill. Mm -hmm. Arch rivals. Clacks. Time crisis. Oh, time crisis is a good one. Duck hunt. Tekken Five. I'm skipping ahead. I'm. As I think, I would do sequels as well. Time Crisis 2. Golden Tea. Mortal Kombat. Oh, so you're doing Big Buck Hunter? I don't know. <laughs> That's still a cabinet, right? Yeah, it is. It is. It's at the arcade. Yeah. I went. Oh, I you did Big Mortal Buck Kombat. Hunter. I said Big Buck Hunter. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, DDR? Is that a cabinet? Does that count? Dance Dance Revolution? Yeah, it's at an arcade. It's not a... He literally said a cabinet. 
I think it's a it's cabinet, a cabinet, cabinet. With a chance for All it. right, yeah. then I'm going to go Guitar Hero. Yeah. Step Mania. Also DDR-esque. The Simpsons. The Simpsons what? Arcade game. Mm. Isn't it also The Simpsons Off-Road? Isn't that one too? No. Okay, well then I'm going to go Pinball. Like Pinball. Why are you both looking and not... Just... The, okay. Um, pinball. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it should count. Categorically, pinball. You don't think pinball should count? No, I think that's a it's different type of machine. It's in every fucking arcade. By your definition mm. of being in an arcade. Did anybody say... Not a cabinet, then. Street Fighter. Neither is DDR. Yeah, it is. Where the screen of DDR is, is a cabinet, and then you just have something you're standing on. So we're not counting pinball. No, we can pinball count pinball. Counts. That's pinball counts. Pinball is in every I arcade. John said Street Fighter, Street Mortal Fighter. Kombat. I already said Mortal oh, okay. Kombat. Then I'm out. You're out. There you go. That's fine. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Do you? Did you ever play the game? It was a basketball game where there were three hoops like stacked on top of each other, like rock and jock basketball. And the controller was a basketball that you'd yeah, hit. Yeah, it's, it's air. Yeah, like a rubberized air basketball, and you'd shoot it up. Did you say I NBA enjoyed Jam? those. You get tickets. Yeah, NBA Jam was like the second game. I said. Nice. And then Arch Rivals, which was the predecessor to Emirates Jam, you could actively de-pants players on the court. Dr. Mario. Which how how devastating would that be? That you're going up for a rim rock and jam and your pants get something dethroned. Chris Paul or Rajon Rondo would do or Then they'd beat you in Connect Four. Oh. I think that's the game, right? Is that the game that Rondo's playing? Whatever. We'll cut this in post. Cut it all. Cut all of categories. Leave it all. And the whole show. Categories. Uh, Categories. What's this game? Welcome to the International Frog Olympics, featuring Hopping Harry and Jumping Jack. Y'all didn't have that game? Oh. Willie Beamish? Kind of familiar. <laughs> well, in any case, here's a real, just a real quick. Did you notice? Did I notice what? Ron asks Tom what the tri tip situation is. Mm hmm. And then says, if there isn't any, don't worry. I brought my own. And he pulls out a big old slab of meat and slams it down on the table. But that's not tri-tip. It's a brisket that he puts on the table. I did feel like it was super big, but I don't know what tri-tip looks like. And you would think Ron would know his cuts of meat. I mean, he probably pick any of just the characters did what the producers wanted him to, to do. know what the cut of meat was. It'd be Leslie first and then Ron. Well, she wasn't in that scene, unfortunately. I know. So they had to go with number two. I didn't notice. But before Sean goes number two, he's going to try to guess what next episode is all <laughs> about Queso. based only on the title of said episode. We will give him 15 seconds, a hot quarter of a minute, to answer <laughs> however he thinks this plot will go. Now, I know most television, and I would even venture movie scripts, the writers often spend more than 15 seconds on them. So we're asking Sean to do quite a bit I would say to yes. create entire worlds in 15 seconds. But he's going to give it the old college try, and he will do so right now as Haley has the oh timer God. ready to go. Sean is ready to roll. I am ready to say the title, which is... He's not ready to say the title. <laughs> Ms. Ludgate Dwyer goes to Washington. Go. They've already been to Washington. Like she's going back to Washington to find her passion, whatever her new job is. Because everybody get a new job, 
And we touched on this a couple episodes, and now April's leaving for Washington. I guess Andy could go to it if he wants to. There you go. We touched on this a couple episodes ago, and here we are again, touching on it in Washington. Sean, have you been to Washington before? D.C.? No, I have not. But Washington State, you have been to. Correct. Me too. Washington State, not D.C. Oh, both for me. Cool. Yeah. I only like barely went into Washington, though. I was on a, I was like mostly in Portland, Oregon, and then we like sort of went up into Washington for a camping trip. But I've also done the little ticket one. Sure. Why not? Categories is over. <laughs> and so is this podcast. If you want to subscribe, I don't know why you haven't already. You should. You'll get all the episodes delivered right to your device of choice, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Those are not devices. Podchaser. No, I know, but whether you're listening, mechanism, your method of listening <laughs> is any of those. Whether it's a iPhone 4. You know what? An iPhone no 11 what X, is, an Android. Share us with a, a friend. A desktop computer, a laptop. Rate us, review us, subscribe to us. An iPad, a Send Nintendo us an Switch. Email. Where can we do that? You can do that at parksrectpod at gmail.com or follow on Facebook on Twitter. or Twitter at parksrectpod brilliant stuff once again and if i say so let's clink a little glass oh, okay I'm, I'm holding it up for a cheers not near a microphone <laughs> <laughs> we did bad do another one parks and rec <laughs> this is the end of the podcast it's over you don't have to listen anymore podcast is over now thanks for tuning in close your app listen to the radio or listen to the next episode